What's up, you guys? Welcome to the November 16th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready for an eight-game Friday slate. Interesting little slate of games, four sevens, three eights, and then one nine thirty. So we're going to have most of the information heading into lock. Should be pretty useful. With me to break this slate down is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? I love that early information break. Uh, you know, when you can actually set your lineups with confidence in, in most DFS leagues, that's a rarity. Yeah, it's weird when we get those, you know, the 8.30 starts, 8 o'clock starts sometimes, and we, we'll get that information like, um, what was it? the other? Oh, Ariza, for instance, on um, Wednesday night. It was right after, right after yeah. 7 o'clock, Ariza was out personal. And a lot of people were upset, uh, given that he had like a good even, matchup and everything. Yeah, even yeah, last should... night, I think Torian Prince was ruled out just at like the very last minute. Yeah, so we, we shouldn't have that. I mean, the only late game. There's really not too many injury questions. We actually had some notes on John Henson and DiVincenzo. We'll talk about Henson's gonna have surgery, so we'll get a little Thon Maker action. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's dive into this here. A lot, quite a few games to discuss. Again, there's four seven o'clock games, so in no particular order. Let's start with probably the game of the night here, as far as the mainstream goes. That's the Raptors projected at 106 at Celtics. Both teams on the front end of a back-to-back, so you would think Kawhi plays in this one and possibly rests tomorrow in Chicago. Um, yeah. Mark, Marcus Morris is questionable with an illness. He was, according to Stevens, he was sick on Monday. So apparently him and Jared Allen have the same thing where they're sick for like a week and also me two weekends ago. But um, <laughs> so it looks like that should be, he should be back, you would think. I mean, you know, five days, he should usually be over if he's over. Um, Ibaka and Green should be back. We saw Green had the lower back issue last week. Ibaka was a surprise scratch with a knee soreness thing. Should be all right. Yep. And then Norman Powell and Miles are still out. Uh, so I'll hand it to you first. I got some notes too, but I'll hand it to you first. What are you looking at in this one? Uh, I will say, first of all, game of the night in reality, I totally agree. Uh, game of the night in fantasy, not so much for this guy. I am yeah. avoiding this game pretty hard. Um, two teams I don't really tend to target very much unless matchups dictate. Just with the deep rotations, the Celtics rarely playing anyone more than 33 minutes. Uh, offensive production is always spread pretty thin, so I'm not super into that. Um, Kyrie's priced right. I think he's... But something like yeah, he's 8,500 in FanDuel, somewhere around there in DraftKings. Um, but just with this matchup, Toronto, of all the teams playing tonight, have held point guards to the fewest fantasy points of any team playing. Um, so that's just one more reason I'm not on Kyrie. Jalen Brown looked really healthy in their last game. Uh, but he seems, with his minutes kind of hovering in the 25 to 28 range, I think he's kind of capped. Um yeah, I don't know. And I mean, as you said, Surge is back, so that kind of, you know, you can't really target JV. Uh, Danny Green's back, so there's no real punt play from from his absence. Kyle Lowry's been quiet. Ananobi's solid. I think he's probably the guy of anyone that I would target just because he's so cheap. He's, you know, borderline punt play, and he's been really solid. So not a lot of guys I'm going for, but I'll throw OG in the mix. Yeah, I'll add a couple of your points. Brad Stevens had an interesting quote. You mentioned that no one plays really more than 33. He said, quote, we don't have anyone on our team that average, that'll average more than 34 minutes. Uh, that, so, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to play his guys' big minutes. Although yeah. Kyrie's biggest minute allotment in a non-overtime game was against the Raptors early this season at 36 minutes. So take that for what you want. Again, I don't really like Kyrie today. And then you mentioned Jalen Brown also talking about the depth of the rotation, talking about the rotation. Quote, it's definitely a fact that there are so many guys in the rotation uh, that it's hard to 
uh, hard to uh, necessarily get a rhythm. So, yeah, he doesn't really like kind of being consistently managed. I'm with you, too. Like, it's a great game reality-wise. But uh, uh, this is probably one of the worst games to target. If Danny Green is, for instance, like maybe he warms up. And we, we've seen Green miss time before the injuries, back injuries before. So if he's out, um, just yeah. again, he's probable... Then you're looking at, I think Fred Van Vliet would be the first guy to look at. Uh, I mentioned OG. He's played a lot more small forward as well, so I like him a little bit. Um, Pascal Siakam's interesting. Um, the power forward's been pretty good against um, the Celtics lately, so I think he can have a good game. Priced up, obviously, but he's hot, man, and I don't, I don't really buy him as a fluke at all. I think he's going to have a good season. So I'm interested in him. He'll be low-owned, not necessarily a guy that's, you know, again, if, if Green's out, that kind of bumps minutes around. Again, OG will play more three, so... That kind of helps. And Green's minutes will probably be down a little bit. So I think yeah, that's something that's to look great. at. But you mentioned, too, like, Serge is going to be back. He's going to start, you would think. I mean, it's that Al Horford's, like, the main reason why Serge has been shifted to center, I almost want to say, right. um, with them shooting more. And then also, too, the Celtics, their defense has been great, but their offense has been a disaster. They're dead last in points in the paint. Um, just a lot of pull-ups, and their offense is just disjointed, and it's not really the kind of offense we like to see, so... Um, yeah, I'm generally off this game as well. If you want to just yep. let's move on to another one, since we don't yeah, like this one too I much. Think that All sums right. it up, but, but tune in for this game, because it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, it should be a great game. It's one of the closest games, too. It's only a two-point spread. Again, the yeah. front and the back-to-back scares me a little bit for both, so I, I, t- I tend to shy away. Like, unless I can make a case for a guy, right. like I'll, I'll, I, that's a negative for me, the, the back-to-back factor. Because yep. if the game's kind of out of hand a little bit, they pull the plug a little faster. So, again, we think it's going to be a close game. Anyways, okay, so let's talk about... Uh, and then also, too, um, I'll add uh, Boston starters' offense has been bad. They're 92 offensive rating and defensive rating, so it should be more defensive. Um, yeah, and the Raptors starters have actually been kind of bad lately defensively. So, uh, But still, I don't really like it. Okay, so let's move on. We got Heat projected at 103. This is Vegas. And Pacers on the front end of a back-to-back at 108. Uh, airplane more is questionable. Still no Wade, no James Johnson. And just some interesting pace stats uh, Miami is both top 10 in time of possession on offense on uh, off a make so when the opponent makes a shot or off a defensive rebound off a miss uh, and the Pacers who were really slow earlier last week in the middle of the week they were like oh we got to pick up the pace and in the last three games they've been top 12 in both time of possession off a make and a miss so they want to pick it up a little bit uh, other stats the Heat are allowing a lot of free throws uh, most in the NBA Pacers third fewest and the Pacers are also on the third fewest shots at the rim, so not necessarily a great matchup for a white side. Um, what do you think? And then also there were some struggles on defense for the uh, the Heat a little bit. Um, they had a great game against the Nets, snapped a three-game losing streak, and that was um, they pointed to that uh, as part of the reason why. Uh, although the new starters, um, they've been kind of getting gashed. They have a 112 defensive rating in the last four. So potentially a good spot for the Pacers here is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And that's what it, did you say the Pacers were had picked up the pace in the past three games? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because they are they came in third lowest in the league, and they are just perennially a slow team, which is funny because Miami always is too, but they're actually top ten this year. So mm-hmm. they've they've really taken to that message that hey, you know the league's running, getting three pointers. We we got to play that game. Um, I'm into you said it's a bad bad matchup for Whiteside. I tend to agree. Uh, I. Am sort of into Kelly Olynyk and maybe even Bam. Uh, they're both really cheap, so you could get a couple punt plays out of them. Uh, I I don't see many punts at centers, which is like the only reason I would go near Bam. But um, he, he makes sense if you really need to 
pay down because you're going to want to get AD and Giannis, as we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Olynyk is only 3,900 in FanDuel. I think he's 41 in DraftKings. Uh, so he's he's been sneaky good, and he has the potential to go for you know 25, 28 casually. So he he's a guy I'm looking for. Um, man, on the Pacers side, I don't know because Oladipo, I'm not willing to spend up to get him against Miami. Mm. See um, a lot of Josh Richardson, I would think. Yeah, exactly. And Miles Turner's only five thousand, but I can't do it. How yeah. how disappointing has he been? So bad, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just Sabonis is really coming after him. Are you into Sabonis at all? I mean, they're going to play, which is, uh, you mentioned Olenek. I think that's interesting because they're going to play Sabonis and Turner. Really, the last 12 games or so, they've really been using that lineup combination a lot, which has kind of cost that a little bit, a little bit of bullion as well because Sabonis is such a high-usage guy. So he's kind of zapping the non Oladipo guys. Yeah. Uh, and then Tyreek's also been kind of hit or miss, mostly miss, though. Um, so, yeah, I, this is probably another game I'm not too into as far yeah, as, like, stackability goes. Uh, again, it should be pretty close, too. I mean, uh, I-, I could see the Pacers kind of getting hot. Uh, again, they are in front end, too. So, But, yeah, there's nobody here that I'm, like, eager to play. Um, no, that, that's kind of why I threw uh, Olenek and Bam out there is the Sabonis factor because they're going to need size off the bench to, yep. to combat that. And um, Sabonis, I'm not really into just because he's priced right. Yeah. You know, if, if he were cheaper, sure. But he's, he's priced right where he should be, so I don't see a lot of value there. Yep. Uh, and, again... Um, Maybe I mean it makes sense to put Turner in there longer too against Whiteside. So yeah, I mean, you know we saw him only play 22 minutes against Capella the other night. Uh, this team, these two teams did just play recently on Friday, so we should mention that. Um, Sabonis was actually really good. He had 17 and 11 uh, on super efficiency, six to seven from the field in 27 minutes. Uh, other notes from that one, yeah, pretty much just besides Collison having a decent game, Corey Joseph having a big game. This was a game Thaddeus Shun was. Uh, ejected though, so keep that in mind. Uh, and then, yeah, Whiteside had cleaned up on the glass, twenty boards. Um, but other than that, didn't have much offense down low. Um, and Jay Rich was not very good offensively either. So again, um, yeah, kind of just I'm not too into. And Olenek actually went off. He had twenty points in twenty one minutes in that game too. So um, yeah. definitely point for Olenek if you're looking for a punt from this game. And the, um, the heat of so many guys like Tyler Johnson, Ellington, like there's, it's every night it could be someone else, so there's not a lot to go on here. Yeah, Ellington was cold in that game. He only had 24 minutes um, again, but airplane mode did play. He was 26 minutes there. So if he's mm-hmm. out, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm all right with Wayne Ellington. Uh, the Pacers do defend the three point line pretty well, so yeah. Tyler Johnson's not terrible either. He played 33 minutes versus the Pacers in that game you're talking about. Yep. 15, 15 points, five dimes. He had five turnovers, which which hurt his value. But um, he's cheap enough that he's worth a look at point guard. Definitely. With Wade out, he's really been the big beneficiary. His minutes have gone yeah. way up. He's playing 32 almost in his last five-ish games. So he's been pretty pretty good. Yeah, again, if he gets hot, uh, he should be in the cheap too. So definitely like that. Uh, yep. Another really good game here. Both teams on the front end of a back-to-back. Utah projected at 107. Philadelphia 110 at home. First home game for Jimmy Butler. We got the Aussie angle. Uh, ben Simmons versus the Utah Aussie boys. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting stuff here on Jimmy Butler. He had said uh, he was pretty quiet. And also I thought it was very interesting. He had five of his six buckets were assisted. That's almost double percentage-wise what he's been the past couple years. And he said after the game, quote, Next game I guarantee I'm going to do a lot more than I did in this game. Uh, home crowd. So let's start with Jimmy Butler here. Um, they didn't know the he didn't know the playbook really in the first game. Um, that was part of the factor too. So, just about Jimmy Butler here. Where do you think he fits in this slate today? 
Yeah, it was interesting because he he clearly took a back seat. Um, you know, he's riding shotgun to the Embiid show in that game one. But even if he's more aggressive, I mean, Ben Simmons still needs the ball in his hands. Embiid, obviously, usage monster. So I'm I'm not willing to bet that in game two, Jimmy Butler drops, you know, 35 points. or Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need that because he's, he's an all-around player. But I don't think he's going to hit 50 fantasy points, is my point. Especially with this matchup against Utah's defense. That's just the clincher for me. Um, I'm kind of avoiding the Sixers, period. I think Embiid, the Jazz haven't been super scary for opposing centers this year. Uh, but his price tag is too high for me. And the still-settling impact of Butler, especially if Jimmy's determined to get his shots up, that directly hurts Embiid. Um, ben Simmons in, in the first Butler game had his lowest combined rebounds and assists of the season. So, yikes. Um, J.J. Redick was red hot, but Utah's allowed by far the fewest DFS points to opposing shooting guards of any team playing. Uh, so I'm off him. I don't see anyone on Philly's side that I'm into. Yeah, again, this, we gotta find. There are some games you like. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, also, they're, they're, they're coming. Trust me, <laughs> they're coming. Yeah. Um, so also to uh, Mark Gindy, who hosted last week, he had a great stat. Um, his Jimmy's first game, sixty-eight dribbles, forty-one touches versus an average in Minnesota, one ninety-five uh, to sixty-four touches. So uh, major ball out of his hands time uh, for him. But yeah, um, I mean, I think they're gonna have. Utah defends the three pretty well. They have the fewest catch and, uh, catch and shoot threes in the NBA allowed. Uh, and the 76ers, which I was surprised to see, they are leading the NBA in highest assisted percentage, uh, including 95% on threes assisted. Uh, so it's all kickouts, yes. but the Jazz defend that really well. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, I don't really like JJ. Obviously, I don't like Fultz. They're going to kind of get back. I, I could see Ben Simmons being kind of sneaky. Whereas, like, he's going to get in the paint a lot. Maybe Embiid, you know, has a bad matchup. Like, I, I feel like no one's going to own Ben Simmons today. So maybe it's just a hunch. But, yeah, again, nobody I'm really keen in on. Really no value plays here. Um, you can't, it's, you yeah. obviously can't play Gobert against Embiid. I mean, maybe Favors if I felt he was more healthy. Uh, again, the front back to back scares me a little bit, though. So. Yeah, all these there's a, there's only one game uh, on the whole slate that has nobody involved in a back to back. Every game has at least one. A lot of people, a lot of teams mm. playing tomorrow too. So, uh, which is interestingly a game that I like. Uh, probably not coincidentally. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm not too into anybody again here. Um, yeah, anybody. I mean, so like, yeah. I mean, Ben's he's nine one. That's not bad. I mean, he's kind of a ten thousand dollar player. I think this game would be close. Yeah, that's not, it's not terrible. It's just I, I like to be able to make an argument for someone convincingly, and yeah. all the unknowns in Philly right now. It's how, how do I do that? Um, yeah. I will. I'll, I'll throw Wilson Chandler in the mix. He's super cheap. Uh, doesn't need a lot of usage to get his numbers. He get just enough boards, points, you know, a couple defensive stats, and boom, he hits value. Yeah. So another, if you need to punt, maybe give him a look. Um, Mike Muscala as well. He's three six. Played some center. Yeah, played a lot of yeah. power forward as well. Super cheap. He's gonna need space the floor against his team, so it makes sense. Uh, also, Wilson Chandler played some five uh, the other night. I thought that was kind of interesting too. So yeah. And Utah, we should mention, coming off just a oh, ridiculous, yeah. a ridiculous game. So yeah, <laughs> it, it was the fewest points scored since I think 2016. Yeah. And again, against Dallas, like Dallas' starting unit, I think defensive rating is like 120. And so for them to lay an egg like that, it was kind of stunning. Yeah. One one player I might consider as a sort of 
because I, I think he'll have very low ownership and maybe just shoot for the moon in uh, tournaments would be Don, Donnie Mitch. I think he could have a good game. He's been really bad the past two games. Part of it was that huge blowout versus Dallas. Um, but, you know, he's he's pretty cheap tonight, so I, I might take a shot on him. Yeah. Uh, and then also again, that's uh, that stat was November eighteenth, twenty sixteen. Those sixty eight points, fewest in the NBA since then. Like oh wow, craziness. Uh, okay, so I'm good. We could pick up the pace, maybe do some yeah, yeah, some other stuff. Okay, so good game here. We got Nets uh, front end at Wizards. Uh, RHA had a little weird tweak uh, when he kind of defended Wayne Ellington, limped to the locker room, did return, but he's questionable. Uh, we know the Nets aren't exactly eager to play guys at less than hundred percent. Jared Allen should be back, man. I mean, he's been out for two games with this illness, so hopefully he's back. Uh, and then big news, Kelly Oubre signed with Converse, which I thought was <laughs> it's a weird pairing. Like, you see how Kelly Oubre dresses, and you don't think like Chuck Taylors. But uh, anyways, I thought that was kind of a fun note. Uh, the Nets, line, Nets rotation was a mess, man. They had 26 lineup combinations. No more lineup played more than nine minutes. A um, lot of second unit stuff in there. We saw Shabazz Napier was kind of the guy that really stepped up. Um, played a lot next to Carroll. He played 26 minutes. 25 next to Carroll. Carroll played 28, so obviously 25 next to him. Uh, Dinwiddie and Russell played 11 minutes together. That's going to probably come up, so I definitely like those two guys to benefit from the Levert thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to talk about Karis Levert. Uh, are you still sad from that? I am. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I think the whole Roto World crew. Yeah. Got, got killed in our leagues because yeah. huge ownership. I mean, I had him in our 30-man league, so I'm pretty much doomed there. Um, I was, th- I mean, I I didn't see the play, and I never will. Oh, yeah, I, cr- it's, I knew it right yeah. away. I was like, oh, but, yeah. uh, you know, everyone was comparing it to Hayward, and immediately my stomach turned without even yeah. seeing it. I was like, well. But, you know, I woke up the next morning, and boom, he's he might be back this season. So there's yeah. a... There's a good news at the end of this otherwise tragic yeah. story. Hopefully, maybe All Star break or something. But yeah, and in his absence, interestingly, I figured uh, it'd be you know Dar other guys getting higher usage. But the biggest winner in terms of usage has been Spencer Dinwiddie with a almost six percent bump, I think. So um, you know he's priced a little too high. I wish he was more like in the four eight range. He's at six thousand, but I think it's still pretty uh, cheap, man. He's yeah, play I, I'm a lot. still gonna play him, especially against the Wizards. I could see him kind of torching them off the bench. Yeah, I love him actually. He's one of my favorite guys. He's pro- even if he's like six seven, like six point seven. I think I'd still consider him. I really like yeah, this matchup well, for him. He's gonna play big minutes again. Uh, the Wizards are gonna give up a lot of easy paint. Um, yeah. So again, it's like. We were worried earlier because Levert was closing regardless. So it was, okay, who's hot? Dinwiddie or Russell? Now they don't have that problem anymore. So they both probably should close. So, yeah, he's cheap. I still like Russell, too. He's shooting the ball well. Uh, had nine threes. He's been really aggressive. So he's fine, too. It's uh, 7-2. Definitely worth it. Yeah. And you um, mentioned Napier a little bit earlier. I'm, I'm super into him tonight because he's so cheap. Good yeah. matchup. Uh, you know, more minutes without Levert. I'm, I'm liking it. Yep. Especially if RHA doesn't play, because that's one more guy who could handle the ball who's not on the court. Yep, they, that would have to bump Carroll over to the four more, so that would open up more three and two for those guys, too. Even the Joe Harris would always having a really big season. Uh, no, he's kind of cooled off lately, and with all these other wings and uh, that we've been talking about, I'm not super into Joe Harris. but I mean, I'm, I'm interested. 4-6 uh, against the Wizards. It's pretty... It's a good matchup, I think, for him. Gonna have a lot of threes. Uh, I think they like him against those guys. Uh, so let's talk about Alan Crabb for a second. He has been a disaster really all season, and he has to step up here. Like point 
plain and simple. Um, Atkinson said, we have to find his niche. We haven't found it yet. He's just missing shots all over the place. So uh, he's so cheap, dude. Like I, I feel like Crab's one of the better values today. Yeah, for a starter, he's playing, you know, he didn't, I was hoping that when he started against Miami, he'd get 27, 28, 30 minutes, but he only played 25. As you said, just can't hit shots. He's getting no rebounds, no assists. Uh, so I, I, I still can't do it, man. I need to see him. He hasn't hit more than 20 FanDuel points since October. So until I – I mean, it makes sense, trust me, to bet on a guy who's starting, who's getting minutes, which uh, I might do the same thing with Moutier later tonight. Mm-hmm. Um a couple other guys, uh, you know, I, I bet on uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, who'd been disappointing in big minutes, and he hit for me last night. So I, I'm into the concept, but I can't do it with Crab. He needs to make some shots. Yeah, uh, I feel like this tournament only, but I feel like the opportunities are going to be there. Um, and they, they even said, uh, Atkinson said, uh, we also have to play small. We have to play small some, quote, it changes things up. Um, guys will get big opportunities than they previously had. But he does. He said, "Quote: Ideally, nobody has to be a hero." So I thought that was kind of interesting. Quote: Like, okay, D'Angelo Russell, don't shoot all your shots all the time. Which I think that was kind of shot at him. So I think Russell wants to be the hero, dude. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, moving to the wizard side of this thing, uh, I don't like Beal. The Wizards. I'm mean, sorry. The Nets have been unbelievably great at defending the three pointer. They've allowed the fewest three pointers. They've been locking guys down. They've been missing shots off threes. So credit to them. We used to love attacking wings against the Nets, but they've been just terrific at shutting down on perimeter defense. So I don't really like Beal. I mean, you have to like Wall at least a little bit at home. Big spot here. Um, you know, not there's not too many priced up players. He's ten to. And I th- interesting too. I thought that of the top six guys price wise, they're all at home. But that's kind yeah. of weird. Um, but yeah, um, and it, it should be pace wise. It's interesting too. So the Nets are twenty eighth off an offensive board, twentieth off of making pace. Wizards are fifth and eighth respectively off those. So it's going to be hmm. kind of uh, yin and yang in the pace. But I feel like pace is going to win out here with the Wizards really wanting to run up the floor. So I do like Wall a little bit, um, and ooh, I can't get into Auto really. Uh, he's just so hit or miss. Sometimes he gets starts hot and then goes away or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. I do like Dwight too. He's cheap. Yeah, Dwight is cheaper cheap. on DK. He's I think he's five seven on DK and seven on on Fanduel, which is pretty good against the Nets who have struggled against bigs. Yeah, he's cheap and he's little by little digging the Wizards out of the. Uh, they have the lowest rebound percentage in the league. Uh, but it was it's, so it's, bad. It was like forty-one percent after the first. Yeah, like, it was comical, games. but he's he's chipping away at it. Um, obviously, you know, even if Jared Jared Allen is out, you still have a good rebounder in there, Ned Davis. But you're right; it's a good matchup for Dwight. Um, he's right in that middle range. He's going to be in the the use of Nurkic sort of Willie Cauley Stein range of centers. Um, he, he's worth a look, and I I do like Wall too. I agree. I I think he's going to be a sort of it's weird to say because he's the most expensive point guard, but I think he's going to be a bit of a contrarian play tonight because most people are going to go for for Dame or uh, Kyrie maybe. So I like him. As you said, at, at home, fast-paced game, uh, good matchup. I mean, I'm not worried about Russell's defense. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a great spot for him. Nice. Uh, anything else you want to add here? I think we're good. Uh, maybe another punt play I'll throw out there is uh, Austin Rivers at 3.7. No one's going to be playing him. Probably 
option. But Ubre's shot is broken. We saw he had that shoulder wrap on the other day. And the Wizards keep telling Austin Rivers, be aggressive, shoot your threes. Eight of his ten attempts for three-pointers the other night. Um, so it wouldn't take much for him to hit value at, at a 3,700. Yeah, a lot of cheap guys. Do you like him or Napier preference, Napier? Uh, probably Napier. Seems I guess little, if, if Rondé's out, to me. I guess if Rondé's out, definitely Napier. Yeah, then for sure. Okay. But. All right, let's move on here. I'm doing pretty good on, on pace today. <laughs> All right, so we got the Kings projected at 103 against the Grizzlies again. Both teams front end back to back. No Costa, Caspi probable for revenge game. No Chandler Parsons. No Dylan Brooks. No J Mike. So really shorthanded. On the wing, Grizzlies' defense has been yeah. really good. Their offense, their defensive rating for their starters is 89. It's one of the best in the NBA among units. Um, they are, not surprisingly, dead last in time possession on an offensive board and off a of make. So they do not like to push the pace. This is not breaking news to anyone who has watched the Grizzlies. Uh, although, I thought it was interesting, too, that um, against them, they are allowing the fourth fastest time per possession. So teams want to go fast on the Grizzlies, and they are kind of not letting them the other way. Um, match that with the Kings, who are pretty fast. They're second off a of make, fourth off a of miss, so they want to run. So this is kind of like what we were talking about with the Wizards and the Nets. Um, so there's, there's a lot. To, I think there's a lot to like here, man. Um, Isn't that, that like that trend in college football I was reading about how there's a couple teams that are literally just suffocating time of possession by taking forever on offense. And they're, they're basically like, well, if the other team doesn't have the ball, they can't score. Yeah. And it's and it's like working for them. So that's maybe that's a little bit of the Grizzlies philosophy. Yeah, a lot of teams do that when you go against a high powered offense. You try to run the ball to take kind of take the ball off of their hands to use the whole 40 second play clock and stuff. Uh, and just random status has really nothing to do. I guess it does a little bit. The Kings are leading the NBA in clutch net rating at plus 41.3 in 11 minutes, but still, I thought that was kind of funny. Interesting. But, um, yeah, and they've, um, and also, too, the Sixers, too, have played 47 clutch minutes at second in the NBA. I thought that was kind of interesting. They're playing a lot of close games. Yeah. Uh, Pistons also 50, but are they in the league? Um, so, I mean, you have to really like Grizzlies' wings just because they're so thin. So, like... Anybody there specifically that you like as a cheap guy? I don't know. I mean, Omri Caspi's coming back, right? So that's another Should sort be. of... But I mean, do you think he'd be limited given all his leg issues? Oh, he's, he's almost definitely going to be limited. I don't think yeah. I can pl- play him. I just think he's another... You know, he sort of throws a wrench into things. Um, Garrett Temple's interesting. He's get, he's one of those guys getting huge minutes. I mean, 35 minutes a game. He hasn't done much with them. Revenge game King, too, man. Yeah, Kings <laughs> are a great matchup. Yeah, maybe he and Cassidy both both take a little uh, yeah. pound of flesh tonight. But, um, so yeah, I'd say Garrett Temple is probably the guy I'd be targeting. Yeah, I mean, he's cheap. He's 4'6". So, yeah. I mean, it's under 5. Again, his minutes are going to be huge. Uh, last three, 37, 34, 38. So he's going to get big minutes. Low usage, but he's actually had decent usage uh, as far as Garrett Temple goes. But, um, yeah, I mean, he'll be, he'll be all right. Um, I do rather like Conley a little bit. Uh, Conley's usage has been a little higher than it has been over the years. He's okay. he's cheaper. On, he's much cheaper on DK. He's 8-3 on FanDuel, so that's a little high. But I like him on DK a little bit. Um, again, I feel like... He could have a really big night against the, uh, the Kings defense. Yeah. So I like him. Uh, I'm not too into Gasol. I think Jaron Jackson's an option. Uh, should get a decent amount of shots to block, uh, given the pace and everything. Uh, hopefully he keeps his fouls down. I don't think he'll be a big foul trouble concern. Um, yeah. Do you think they put... Who do you think... Do you think they put him on... 
Bielitsa, or do you think they can keep him closer to the basket, or do you have any any feel for uh, that? Depends who's out there. I mean, I guess they have to keep him on Bielitsa initially, yeah. right? Because yeah. what else? Yeah. I mean, they like given the protection. Given the Kings' personnel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if they're gonna, I think I don't think Bielitsa is a bad play. I don't know. Do both you... of those guys are so hit and miss. Jackson yeah. and Bielitsa, they're both like one, you know, one, one game they hit, one game they don't. Um, he's five two. I mean, Beelitz is kind of cooled off a little bit, but that's pretty cheap. I feel like. Yeah, he's cheap somewhere. enough to be worth a look. Uh, yeah. Jackson, I'm probably not going to go with. Um, Willie Cauley Stein has actually been quite good lately, and surprisingly, both of these teams—maybe well, not surprisingly for the Kings—but both of these teams are bottom four in rebound percentage. So who's going to get those rebounds? Yeah. Uh, they'll be they'll be up for grabs. Um, so Cauley Stein, I guess, I guess there's too many centers in that same range that up against Marcus All. I'm not thrilled with that. Yeah. Um, and these teams did play earlier, and Conley, which I forgot to mention, did light him up. He had 27, 6, and 5 on pretty high volume, uh, 22 shots in the field. So he should be pretty busy tonight. Uh, Temple wasn't very good. He was 1 of 7 uh, in 29 minutes. And Caspi did play 10 minutes. Caspi's probably playing like 10 minutes tonight. So I feel like that's going to be... If you look at that last game from last month, it should be pretty yeah. similar. Uh, it'll be the same starting unit, again, with Conley, Gasol, Anderson, Jackson, and um, I think Temple, did I miss him? Um, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's and a pretty Ky- good measuring stick. Yeah, and Kyle Anderson, with all those injuries, Dylan Brooks, Chandler Parsons, Jamichael Green, um, I think... You know, you're going to see huge minutes again for Kyle Anderson, but he's so low usage... And his price isn't quite like he's not as cheap as Garrett Temple, so I'm not gonna go there. He's all right. He's five nine. His rebounding has been really good. Five dimes in each of the last two. Again, I mean, thirty eight and thirty nine minutes in the last two games. I mean, that's it's kind of hard not to like a guy for who can do a little bit of everything. And the Kings could get sloppy. He could maybe pick. Um, Fandley could pick up. You know, three or four stocks uh, with those steals he, and blocks. Yeah, I guess I, I should. Say like if I'm in a fifty-fifty league, Kyle Anderson, sure, he's he's a good cheap mid-range small forward, yeah. but in a GPP, I'm not, you know, I, I want more upside. Yeah, I don't think he can, like you said, I don't think he can bust you just because he's going to play so much. Right. So, but yeah, I shouldn't get in foul. His fouls have been up a little bit lately at five and four, but I think he's all right. Uh, you in a Fox at all? Not in this matchup, no. No, he's a little expensive. Again, Memphis' yeah, starting cool. unit's been really good defensively, so I'm not too into him. But yeah, I don't really like Cauley Stein. Uh, Harry Giles should be in the rotation tonight, but he's just such a mess that maybe how, they play some Bagley at the 5 or something. How about uh, Iman Shumpert at 3-9? At eh, I don't know. I don't really. Yeah. I mean, with, with Bogdan kind of in the mix, I could see. Although Bogdan's, been, Bogdan's been eating into Buddy Heald's minutes a lot. Uh, he's been yeah. subbing in for him in the first quarter. Heald's minutes have come down a little bit. So yeah, that that's also a factor too. Like I feel like the Kings prices haven't really affected haven't been affected by the Bogdan factor yet. Like they're still kinda gonna come down. Right. And there's too many other good punt shooting guards. We've already mentioned a few that why why risk it was Shump. Yep. Sounds good. Uh so ready to move on there, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think oh, that's I'll add too. So um I forgot to mention this. For Temple, a couple more points to sell on him. The Kings have allowed the second most uh catch and shoot three pointers. Uh, their perimeter defense is really bad, so I feel like Temple could get open, could make some threes, um, and yeah, so I feel like this is a good spot for him. Just make one more quick selling point on him. Okay, so I mentioned that team, the game with no back-to-backs. That is Blazers, also in the tightest game of the night, projected at 112 at Minnesota, 111. Um, no Mo, no staff, so lots of wing minutes available here. Interesting that 
Evan Turner, man, he's been really good with the other four starters. They have a 125 offensive rating. That's second best in the NBA among lineups in four, uh, 48 minutes. Also 110 pace over 63 minutes. So they've been playing fast. They've been playing very great offensive basketball. So Turner's cheap, man. I feel like this is a good spot for him. Minutes are going to probably hit 27-28. Going to have assists. Guy's going to play off the ball with him. So uh, I do like him for a guy that's under 5,000. That could be um, you know, maybe a 35-40 pointer. Maybe not 40, but I feel like he's got a good shot at 30 fantasy points. Yeah, he's cheap enough. that I'm, I'm totally with you. I like Turner. Um, I might even give Nick Stauskas a glance. Yeah, with, uh, definitely. With Seth, Seth Curry out, I mean, that's, you know, 18, 20 minutes up for grabs. Yeah, th- and, okay, so I was thinking, so are they going to do – they could add Wade Baldwin or they could go back to the old kind of stagger away Dame and CJ, which they haven't been doing as much, Stotts, that is. So do you think they add Wayne Baldwin to the mix, or do you think they kind of just run out and just adjust? My gut feeling is that they just stick with a tighter rotation. I mean, they could still run a, you know, nine-man rotation if Myers Leonard is in it. Yeah. Um, I don't think they need Gary Trent or Wade Baldwin really. Yeah, that's something to watch. If if you see something about Baldwin getting thrown in there, and I'll try to retweet it if I see it, that may affect me, but. For now, I like you said, I expect just Turner and Stauskas to suck up those minutes. And Seth's playing minutes at three positions pretty much if you factor in the fact he's playing next to Lillard and CJ at times. Yeah, it's, so. it's nice when you have a situation like this where both Dame and CJ are playing so many minutes that it's not like they can absorb many more. So yeah. you, you know you know Seth's Curry, uh, Seth Curry's minutes have to go to some reserves. Yeah, so we like Turner a lot. Anybody else that you like on the Blazers' side? No, Jake Lehman does does nothing for me. Uh, Aminu's a little too pricey. Um, Nurk has, has been real good, but uh, I don't know. He's coming off a huge 58-point fantasy game, right? So I think he's going to have very high ownership because of that. Um, I'm not going to chase it. He's a solid, like another solid cash guy. He's been in the 35-40 range for like a month. He's just night in, night out. He's getting it done. But he's over 8,000, so... I'm not going to have high ownership here. He did have a good game against the Wolves earlier this season. He had 19 and 12 in 23 minutes. Uh, fouls were not a problem. So that's what scares me, though. I feel like Cat's going to come out, be aggressive at home without Jimmy Butler there. Like I feel like he could really affect Nurkic's playing time. Um, and they may have to get more Zach Collins in there. I don't really feel great about Collins, who's really cooled off. But, yeah, um, overall I feel like that could be decent for him. Um, yeah, this, yeah and see, like... Yeah, that that game you mentioned with nineteen and twelve, he still finished at a at thirty six point four fantasy points, which is good. But based on his price tonight, it's not even five x value. So yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Yep, I'm with you on anti nurk as well. Just to throw that out there. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, that's kind of it how about how about Dame tonight nine four? I think he's one of my top point guards. I, I really, like I really, really like him tonight. I like Dame a lot. Yeah, against Teague, I feel like he could really thrash him again. He's going to play off ball a lot, so I feel like there'd be a lot of three point balls available for him. Uh, his assists are way up lately. I love seeing that. What he he's had double digit assists in the last two, if I remember. So yeah, Dame's. Uh, I like the road factor. I think he's going to be, you know, he's rested and got a game off. Uh, after the big game in LA, so yeah, I, I like Dame. He's one of the best high-priced guards out there. Yep. So maybe stack some Blazers tonight. What about the Wolves side here? So this is one of the lowest spreads of the nights within a point. So it should be a very close game. One of the fastest over/unders. Um, you know, 223 combined points last year. That probably would have been tops of almost any slate. 
So, I'm, you know, I'm heavy into the Blazers. Uh, the Wolves side, maybe not so much. What, are you targeting anyone here? Teague, uh, he's cheap. He's 6'9". He had the ball in his hands for 10 minutes in the last game. It's almost double what he was yeah. before. Uh, right. That's obviously not hard to figure out. No Jimmy Butler, so he's going to the ball in his hands a bunch. Under 7,000 in a game that should be pretty close. A um, little bit worried about the knee, which he slightly aggravated earlier this week. But uh, he's cheap enough where he's got to be the easiest under $7,000. Really, any any player, um, if I'm looking for a player to smash under seven, um, he's definitely the guy. Teague, I, I completely agree. And what about, um, talk about just under the 7000 wire, Andrew Wiggins? I don't know, man. He's so scoring dependent that he has to pretty much drop 30 for you actual points. And I'm not too in I mean, I guess I could see it, but I, I can't make a strong case for him. They only scored 23 points in their last game versus New Orleans, and he almost hit 50 fantasy points. So he's kind of showing a little bit of versatility. Maybe his assists go up without Jimmy, uh, you know, get the ball in his hands a little more. Well, I think if Rose is out, who's uh, he's going to be questionable, by the way. That's an interesting factor here because we saw Tibbs, his rotation in the last game was he played it straight, meaning he had a point guard and a backup point guard for those yep. minutes and a power forward and a center. Um, those were played straight with um, Taj and um, Dario Saric, and then obviously Towns and Jang. I'm slow today, but the Wings were not. Uh, they had just Josh Koji behind Wiggins and Rocco, so there could be big minutes. We saw 41 out of Rocco, um, so he did not. Tibbs did not waste any time there. So I mean, I guess just because he's going to play so much minutes. Again, if Rose is out, I like him a little bit more. But if Rose is in, I would be a little bit scared away. Yeah. So would you rather have Rocco or Andrew Wiggins? Hmm. I think I would still take Wiggins, I guess. Yeah, I'd probably do the same. Although Covington played 41 minutes in that first game. Um, I think he's going to be great in Minnesota. If you own him in a season long, you're you're thrilled. Huge minutes. Yeah, he's six. So they're pretty much the same. But I feel like there's, yeah. I don't know, I don't, I don't think Portland's going to have too many. They're going to shoot a lot of perimeter shots. I don't really think they'll get a lot of blocks. I don't think it'll be too careless with the ball with steals. He's going to probably defend CJ, I guess. Yeah, you'd think so. So, we'll see. The uh, Rose factor is pretty big here. Because, uh, I mean, Teague's sort of, I, I wouldn't worry much about him. But with even a little bit of Rocco, because Rose plays shooting guard and I don't know. Yeah, every, everyone's sort of impacted by it, so that's that's a key one to keep a keep an eye on for the injury report. Yeah, and I'll add too for Dame, uh, the Wolves have been top four in catch and shoot threes allowed. So I feel like I said to the whole Turner point, like I feel like Turner's going to find some guys on the three point line, uh, being Dame and then CJ off Dame and vice versa. So see this um, this matchup alone makes up for all the early games that we yeah, uh, oh, threw sure. shade at. <laughs> we should have just went. We should just went reverse. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Need all this information we can get. Anything else you want to add here? Nope. Nope. All right, so last game of the night. No, I'm sorry, two more games here. Uh, we got Knicks at Pelicans. This is probably the most likely to be blown out. Pelicans on the front end of a back-to-back. Alfred Payton was kind of coy this morning saying if he was going to play or not, so it sounds like he's back. Uh, we've seen Gentry kind of hint that he's been close for a couple uh, a couple games now, so he may be mm-hmm. back. Uh, Mitch Robinson's probable as well. Uh, we just had a rotation change here. They're, uh, they're going to take Bonlight out and put Trier in. Uh, so they'll go small, Knox at the four. Uh, random stat on Knox. 
When he dribbles more than once, he's 4 of 29 from the field. 13.8% uh, with no three-pointers. So that's not yeah. very good efficiency. Uh, his shot selection's been a disaster, and uh, yeah. it's reflected on his poor field goal percentage. Sorry, season-long owners, if you owned him. Um, so, also, too, so I think we got a feel for Fizdale's rotation now. He wants to play his first unit together a lot and his second unit together a lot. Last game of the first three quarters, he used his first or second just together. Um, so, you know, five... The starting five and then the backup five. That was 24 to 36 minutes. That's pretty high. Um, like I mentioned, then the Nets didn't have a lineup for more than nine minutes um, in the first game. So, again, uh, he wants to play these new rotations together to get a feel for how they look. We've seen Fizzle do this before in Memphis where he's like, I don't know what to do. Let me play these guys, try them out, and then go elsewhere. So, I feel like Trier's going to probably get a good amount of run now that he's starting. Um, obviously I can't play Knox given how he shoots the ball so poorly. Moody is dirt cheap, man. So, I mean, if you're looking for a cheap point guard, really look no further. This guy going to have a pretty good usage rate. Um, it's going to be pretty high paced game. So he's probably the best point punt point guard on the slate. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad someone has a feel for Fizdale's rotations because he, <laughs> he just keeps changing the, the starting five. Um, but you're right with, with Trier in there. And he's not that expensive. He's forty five hundred, so I think that's that's a very reasonable price for him. Um, you know, his floor is right around there, so that's that seems like a perfectly safe play. And I think I mentioned Moutier earlier as just a guy who's if he's going to start and get big minutes, you might as well throw him out there when he costs only four k. Um, other point, you know, it, there aren't many good point punk the uh, punt point guards. Tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shabazz Napier, I guess, would be in the mix, but um, otherwise, Moutier's right there. Yeah, definitely a way higher ceiling than Napier will have because if Moutier actually gets hot, and he could, um, if, especially if it's it's happened occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, against the Pelicans, again, it's going to be a high pace game. I feel like yeah. Fizdale's been talking about pace for the whole season, and now he goes against the Pelicans, who want to push the pace a lot. So, so um, as as a lead in, maybe to the Pelicans, if. Nikola Mirotic is out, which we don't know. He wasn't on the injury report, but they haven't announced MRI results in his right ankle, which he retweaked, so who knows. Uh, but if he's out, Randall starts, and his canter could just feast against that second unit, right? So uh, any interest in him, even with Mitchell Robinson healthy? Yeah, I don't know if he's healthy, though. I'd be careful. So, okay, so this is what I was thinking. I was Maybe I'm doing like mental gymnastics for the wrong reasons. So the first thing I thought when I saw Von Ley was pulled was like, hmm, do they want to play Vonley at center because they don't want to play Mitch Robinson big minutes because of this whole ankle thing. We saw him pretty much go to the locker room twice on Wednesday, so I'm a little bit scared. So had Vonley been starting, I would have been like, oh my god, play Cantor. Like, he's going to play 30 minutes tonight. I still like him quite a bit, but not quite as much just because this whole Vonley going to the bench thing. Maybe they take Vonley out entirely, but I'm not as eager to play Cantor, whereas before it would have been lock button. Uh, so I don't think Mitch Robinson's going to play big minutes. They don't want to play him. Yeah. Had that ankle injury in the preseason as well. So, but yeah, he. I mean, he's. We mentioned again under seven thousand. Like he's on. He's right there with Teague uh, for guys who again he has to play a lot. Uh, he's going to get gashed defensively, but I don't think they really care. No. Yeah. yeah. And he's only he's only six thousand. Um, and Julius Randle's really only in play for me if. Uh... If Miritich is out, so waiting on that. Yeah, the Pelicans have been shady, man. Them and the Wolves. Uh, we can't really trust their injury reports right now. So uh, we should know, though. So um, we'll see what's up with uh, going through shooting around and stuff. Or, sorry, warm-ups. But, yeah. Uh, any other 
Knicks to attack on this one. Uh, Tim mm-hmm. Hardaway Jr. priced up a little bit, shooting the ball a bunch. Yeah, no, I'll take a pass on everyone else. Yeah, he's a little more expensive than I want, but um, a lot of cheap players here. Are you in Mitch Robinson against AD? No, no, because the health. Yeah, That's same, same. Uh, what else? Anybody else? Knicks wise? No, Knox, Knox is too expensive. I mean, no. poor shooting doesn't hurt you in DFS. He's he's getting getting his shots up, but he's too pricey. Yeah. Um, can't play Vonley. Nope, can't play Vonley. Nah. Nila Kina, garbage time. I feel like Nila Kina will get the garbage time. And also, too, I think Trier will get the garbage time. So that's a nice little bonus. He likes to clean up in garbage time. So yeah. So if he starts and he's going to play, you know, probably 16 minutes in the first half, then, you know, if he's decent in the third, and then he – I think it's going to be a blowout, though, for real. Like, do, you, do you, what do you think is a bigger blowout, this or the next game we're going to talk about, Bulls and Bucks? Uh, probably Bulls Bucks, frankly. Yeah, I think so too. But it's pretty, it's <laughs> pretty close. Crazy. Yeah. So, well, we didn't talk about Pelicans. I mean, AD. Uh, I guess that leads to the next question. Do you have AD or Giannis preference or both? I, I the current lineup I have built has both, which is why I keep talking about all these punt plays. Because, yeah. man, AD he costs twelve eight, but I, I think I can't avoid him. It's it's a great matchup. He's just gonna feast. Um, you know, up against a rookie center, and then if you know his minutes against Cantor, we know how that's going to go. Hmm. So I basically can't avoid him. I'm going super stud and scrub with uh, probably both of them, but um, I don't know. If you made me choose, it's it's like you know King Solomon splitting the child. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I think I would go edge AD just for the reasons you said. I think that the the Bucks are going to destroy the Bulls. Um, anybody else? Uh, Drew Holiday could probably carve up Moutier as well. But Peyton will yeah. be back. We saw Holiday was hot. Um, he was missing shots, but he's just been great lately. So I think if Peyton comes back, that caps him a little bit. So Drew's kind of pricey. So that his price doesn't really reflect Alfred coming back at 8-8. So I don't really like him. Yeah, the the Peyton re- return factor kind of puts me off Drew because he's so expensive. Uh, Etwan Moore is still cheap enough at 5.3. Mm-hmm. I think in, in cash games, I... I'll probably put him in a lot of lineups, but he's, his ownership's going to be sky high just because of how, how hot he's been lately. Yeah. So, you know, kind of a guy to fade, I think. Yep. All right, so last game, we got Bulls front end of a back-to-back, projected at 106 versus the Bucks for 119. Uh, no Dante DiVincenzo for a few games. No John Henson ligament in his wrist is torn. He's going to have surgery. He's out for a bit. So we'll see some thumb maker most likely. Got the Brook versus Robin factor. Um, the Bulls have been shredded on defense against centers. Uh, much love to Wendell, but he's been kind of getting beat up on defense. Uh, and then one more narrative. Jabari Parker revenge game. Um, some <laughs> random stats. The Bucks have been just great at rim, uh, rim defense. They are first in the NBA on shots at the rim allowed and percentage of the rim at the rim allowed as well. Um, conversely, they have not been very good at three-point defense. They allow the most above-the-break threes and most catch-and-shoot threes in the NBA. So potentially, I mean, Justin Holiday, if you're looking for a Bulls guy to play, I'm interested there. Uh, Pace should be there. I don't really trust Levine against the Bucks defense with how they defend, defend the interior. Um, so I'm not too into him. Uh, I, I think Jabari's okay. Uh, I don't really like him, but there's no real bull. Um, actually, a cheap guy I may like is Shaq Harrison. Um, really good in steals. He's dirt cheap. I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time in this game. I think he's got the backup job locked up. So I think worst case, he gets 20 minutes. Um, and they're going to want his link yep. out there against the Bucks. So 
Um, if you want to fade Moutier and you want a cheap guy, I think Shaq Harrison could be your guy. Yeah, My, Shaq Harrison's interesting, but for only three hundred more, you could get uh, Ryan Arc. You could say his last Archie, name Archie for me. Diacono? Yeah, there, there it is. Um, <laughs> he's hit twenty nine plus minutes in four straight games. I just think that playing time sort of insulates him. So yeah. not a huge upside guy. I think Shaq Harrison's got more upside, and he's a tad bit cheaper. But I, I don't know. Th- those two are sort of a toss up for me. I might, I might go with Archie Diacono. Yeah, I think just because um, no Harrison will be lower owned. Just because he's a he's a bench guy, I don't True. think people really I have mean, him in the forefront yeah. of their mind. But yeah, um, yeah, Archie Diakono could be all right. Like I said, um, Bucks perimeter defense hasn't been great, so if he hits a few threes, you're kind of playing with house money there after how cheap he is. So I definitely like I like him too. But I was kind of trying to go on off the uh, off the path a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. Um, uh, Levine, any interest there? He's pretty no, pricey at eight four. I just because yeah. I feel like their rim, their rim protection is going to be really... When Zach Levine goes off, it's because he gets to the free throw line or he's hot from the outside or he's just cleaning up at the rim. So I don't feel like he's going to... He's going to have... If he, obviously, if he makes the threes, like, you're chilling. But you're you're basically... If you pick Levine, you're banking on him hitting, like, five or six threes. That's a tall ta- tall ask. Right. So I'm not too into him. Anybody uh, anybody else bowls-wise? I think we kind of covered it. Yeah, not really. All right. Um... I like Bledsoe a little bit. Uh, the Bulls' defense on against point guards has been really bad. Um, he's, you know, again we're worried about the blowout factor, but we're, we're worried about the blowout factor because we think the Bucks could score like one thirty today. So, right. so like they're gonna like again we talk about this all the time, but like if you're worried about blowout factor against like the Jazz, it's because their defense or whatever. But um, yeah, I feel like don't let the blowout factor scare you off. Bull uh, Bucks is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, yeah like Bledsoe, uh, like. Giannis and the, you gotta like Brooke. You gotta like Brooke without Henson there. Um, minutes should get extended. Again, um, he's he's in a good matchup, so I kind of like him a little bit. Uh, same Five, here. Six. Bro- yeah, Brolo's pretty good. Um, actually, I'm looking at Pat Connaughton a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Four point three only. Uh, he's been playing really well lately. If it, even if it is a blowout, I think he he'll still get his minutes. Garbage time as well. Yeah. So. I'm I'm rather liking him. He's he's cheap enough and hit, hitting his marks lately, so I'll I'll take him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Middleton. Any Bledsoe? Are you into Bledsoe? Oh, Bledsoe, huge. I mean, seven, yeah. he's only he's just over seven thousand. So if you want to play him and Teague and save a little bit instead of going for Dame or Kyrie or someone, uh, that makes plenty of sense to me. Um, yeah, I'm into him. Who else? Giannis, as you said. You know, he's 11.5. There is the blowout factor. But as you said, if there is a blowout, it's going to be because Giannis just and, and the Bucks destroyed. So I think in three quarters, he could hit value tonight. Yeah. Um, Blitzo steals have been up too. So I feel like they're going to be really sloppy on the wing. Like Bulls are going to force stuff. So I feel like Blitzo could pick up some steals as well. So, yeah. Uh, again, like you said, him and you have a preference on him and T. I guess we could just kind of lead into the positions real quick. Um, do you have a preference on him or Teague? I, I think it's Teague for me by uh, just because I think that game could be real, real close. Yeah, I'll pr- probably stick with Teague. Just um, I don't know the the Rose factor scares me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, I guess that's a good point. So yeah, I, and, if, and, Rose and, is, and if Rose is out, yeah, yeah. if Rose is yeah. out, that's definitely a go. But if Rose is that in, would... I'd probably switch it. Yep, agree. Well, I don't think Rose is going to play. He did practice though. 
Yeah, what Tibbs said, he's fine yesterday. So, yeah, or he, should, he's, everything, he's good. Tibbs, everything Tibbs says, we should totally believe yeah. him, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but if, yeah, I'm with you on the Rose factor there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's run down positions really quick. I wanted to spend more time on this, but that's what happens on this podcast. We take forever. Uh, so, pricey guys. I mean, Ben's going to be so low owned. That was the only reason why, like, tournament, I feel like he can be in a good spot um, with all the attention on Jimmy Butler. But, um, yeah, we like Dame. I like Dame more than Ben, obviously. Uh, we love Bledsoe and Teague. Uh, Dinwiddie at six, I think, is a good deal for him as well. Archer Diacono versus Shaq is a good look. Um, we like Moutier, though, preferred over both those guys. And, yeah, I think that covered everybody. Yeah, Tyler Johnson's in the mix. Oh, yeah, Tyler Johnson four seven. yeah. And uh, I think you mentioned Dinwiddie, and, yeah, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Uh, moving to shooting guard, kind of not too much going on here. Uh, we love Temple. I, I like Crab. Foolishly, um, but uh, I don't know anybody. And we like Stauskas. Yeah. Not really feeling all depots. So we have to spend up elsewhere. Not feeling Levine. Not really feeling Drew. Not really feeling Beal. Not really feeling Butler. Yeah, um, Mitchell is interesting. I'm punting top shooting guards tonight, basically. Yeah, yeah except you. maybe Mitchell, but uh, I don't know. I like D'Angelo Russell at seven two. Um, what about Brogdon? Um, we didn't talk about Brogdon at all. Five four. He's been pretty hot lately. Not yeah, bad. he um yeah I don't know he he's in the mix I guess I hadn't really given him too much thought but yeah. you're right he's he's been playing well and this Bulls defense just hemorrhages value so yeah but... that's that that's a possible play uh, Connaughton's in the mix for me at shooting guard yeah lots of cheap guys Temple yeah. Trier Connaughton mm-hmm. uh, even maybe Ellington at three eight if, if you're feeling that. Um... Who else? Mitch Stauskas, Blakeney. If you're looking for the the full, Blakeney will feast in garbage time, and he should be in the rotation. He'll be in the rotation too. So, yeah, um, it helps. Uh, it helps that uh, Fanduel lets you drop one score. You yeah, can kind of take a shot on a dude like that, and if exactly. he gets gets eight, oh well. Yeah. All right, so we like you know, We didn't talk about Kawhi too much. Boston defense is pretty good, so I'm not really feeling him. And the front end back to back factor is a negative for him. Um, Jay Rich not really feeling. Roko's fine. Jabari's fine. Uh, Kyle Anderson's an option at five nine. We thought Ethan Moore's hot. I'll so, chime in and say I want nothing to do with Jabari Parker, despite the whole. No. You know, I think for him, revenge is a dish best best served lukewarm. So <laughs> I'm gonna stay away from him. Um, Kyle Anderson, I think you're you're a little more into than me, but I, I'm still okay with him. Yeah, mention Wilson Chandler's cheap, uh, and then also. Uh, oh no, he's a center. Uh, Muscala, sorry. Uh, I think Joe Harris is fine. Um, that's kind of it there. I think. Yeah, each one more is gonna have super high ownership, but mm-hmm. if if you need a look, he's he's not bad. Uh, OG at four point two, not not terrible. Yep. Um, B leads at five two. Feel like he's gonna be getting a lot of open shots on the perimeter with the way, but I'm not too into him just to add that out there. Power forward. Let's see. Not we like Davis. Not a lot of other guys I really like, too. I think Siakam's fine at 6'3". I think he should be more expensive, and I do like him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. He's, There's he's a $6,000 six drop-off from AD to the next power forward. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> he's going to be so high-owned, too. Yeah. I think it'll be worth it. And there's not too much else out here, man. I, I completely agree. Kelly Olynyk is, like, the next guy that my eyes go to, and he's down at 39. Yeah. And I, I don't like anyone else, really. Siakam and... Yeah, I mean, you can't play Vaughn Lay anymore. 
That's yep. kind of it, yeah. I mean, Harry Giles just punt it, and hopefully it's a uh, maybe it's a blowout. He does some damage late without Costa in there. I mean, you're talking just straight punt. This is no one out here. Yeah, but I might as well just get a Linux in there. For the I guess there. uh, you know, we, we talked about how much we love that Blazers matchup. I guess Al Farouk Aminu's in the mix. He's not that expensive. Yeah, that's a good one. Five four. Yeah, I think I'd rather just get Siakam in there for the extra nine hundred. Uh, center, love Brook, love Cantor. I think I prefer Cantor. In a vacuum. And then, yeah. Um, I mentioned Mescala's dirt cheap. Who else? Bam's fine. Who else? Uh, we haven't really talked about Cat just because he's too expensive and you'd rather get those other studs. Yeah. Uh, Julius Randle, dependent on Nico. Yep. All right, so I think we're out of here on that. Long pod. It's, oops. <laughs> but hopefully it helps you guys out. Uh, so you guys take care and enjoy your weekend. And also don't forget to subscribe. Uh, for If you want more DFS pods, give us a subscribe, rate, and review. And then also check out draft.com, promo code RW to play for free. So stick it at the end. You guys take care and thanks for coming on, man. You got it, Mike.